0: If you think the word resolution is politically incorrect, try saying weight loss. Welcome back to Health Bite, my podcast where I offer you small, actionable bites towards healthy weight and weight management through greater mental, emotional, and physical well-being. I wholeheartedly believe that our relationship with food is a window into our relationship with ourselves. Understanding this relationship will not only facilitate healthy weight and weight management, but will have rippling effects that impact every aspect of your life. In the nearly two decades that I've worked as an obesity medicine specialist, I have seen firsthand the life-changing effects of this transformative work, and I'm so excited to share my insights with you. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udine, and I created this podcast as an alternative to the noise to offer you knowledge-based guidance in the areas of nutrition, fitness, habit change, and mindset that I use with my patients in my medical practice every single day to help them achieve healthy weight and health. More episodes are available at draadrianyudim.com podcast. And while you're there, sign up for my newsletter and shoot me an email. I'd love to hear about your journey. Okay, here we go. Let's dig in to this week's episode. Well, it's the second week of January, and as expected, all the gurus are out talking about weight loss. But admittedly, it's a little bit different this year, isn't it? We're hearing less about the quote resolution. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that the resolution is not only passe, but politically incorrect. Why resolve to do better? We are all so tired, aren't we? We're not just tired, we are depleted. And we just don't want to resolve to do anything. Not to mention that New Year's resolutions never stick. In fact, there's some data out there that says maybe something like 2% of us actually stick to them. So why even try? And while we're at it, why try to lose weight? Notoriously, the biggest New Year's resolution that ever lived on the face of the earth. I mean, if you think the word resolution is politically incorrect, try saying weight loss. Thank God we've opened our eyes to the evils of diet culture. No, really, I wish we had done it sooner before I had drank quarts of pink Slim Fast and sobbed over photoshopped images in 17 Magazine that I would never be able to emulate no matter how many diets I tried. At least we're no longer inundated by NutriSystem commercials that make us feel inherently flawed because you and I both know that no one loses 30 pounds by drinking shakes and eating cardboard for a month. To be fair, I actually did see one of those commercials this week, but it's not like it's every other second like it used to be, right? But now we're inundated by another kind of message reject diet culture and Everything is diet culture. And again, I 100% agree. Let's reject diet culture. As a child that grew up in the 80s and was damaged by the negative effects of that messaging, I am all for rejecting diet culture. But as a physician, I also completely reject this insidious underside of this message, which shames the desire to lose weight and shames anyone who uses the words weight, weight loss, scale, food, diet, BMI. We are all accused of being a part of diet culture. For the almost 50% of Americans that gained weight in the first year of the pandemic, myself included, we should not shame the desire to get back on track and lose weight. Excessive weight is unhealthy. And while it's true that the BMI is flawed, and that you can be healthy at any size. The truth is that the likelihood of having a chronic health condition will go up at a higher weight. The risk of hypertension, diabetes, infertility, fatty liver will go up at a higher weight, period. It's like saying you can smoke and not get lung cancer. Yep, that's true. Some people do smoke all their lives and don't die from it. But does that mean we shouldn't encourage people to stop smoking? Not to mention that the very thing that causes to gain weight, for me, it was my husband's homemade sourdough bread and wine, when consumed excessively, make you feel like crap, physically and mentally. Excessive sugar makes you feel bad, physically and mentally. Excessive fatty and indulgent foods make you feel bad, physically and mentally. Alcohol when consumed nightly, even if it's wine and has antioxidants and all that resveratrol makes you feel bad, physically and mentally. And you know what? When I decided that enough is enough and to stop the excessive eating and drinking that happened in the first months of 2020, not only did I lose the 15 pounds that I had gained in that first year of the pandemic, but I started to sleep through the night again. My mood improved. I felt more energetic. And yes, I felt much, much better physically and mentally. I finally decided that I deserved to feel better. And guess what? You do too. The anti-weight loss gurus shame us for wanting to lose weight and somehow pretend that that shame is different than the shame of weight gain. I'm sorry, shame is shame, no matter how much you slice it. And isn't shame the real issue here? We reject diet culture because we are tired of feeling ashamed. We are tired of being defined by the number on the scale. We are tired of being defined by the size of our genes. We know that we are more than that, and damn it, we are tired of hearing otherwise. So let's stay there. Let's stay in rejecting that shame that we feel from society and from ourselves. And yes, ourselves too. We can't just blame diet culture on society. We have to take a good hard look on what we are doing to ourselves. The words that we are using towards ourselves, the kinds of thoughts and beliefs that we impose on ourselves that impact our feelings, our emotions and our actions. We, too, are responsible for that shame game and for diet culture. Hi, friends. It's Dr. Adrian, and I'm dropping into your podcast to offer a love letter to you. I believe that our hunger represents our unmet emotional and spiritual needs. And by leaning in and listening to our hunger, we have an opportunity to hear our needs and to respond. I know this not only from personal experience, but from listening to the stories of hundreds, if not thousands of patients over the past almost 20 years. I have compiled these stories, including my own, into Hungry For More, Stories and science to inspire weight loss from the inside out. This book is not just about weight loss, but about life and contains lessons that I know to be life changing. If you don't believe me, head over to my website at dradrianudim.com where you can obtain a free sample or to amazon.com and check out the reviews for yourself. How about? We approach excess weight with kindness and with compassion, but also with accountability. Because you know what? Keeping ourselves accountable to doing the right thing for ourselves is an act of self-compassion too. Wanting to lose weight is not the same as shaming yourself or suggesting that you are not enough. In fact, it's the opposite. When you decide to take a stand and do the things that are good for your body, you are saying that you are good enough just as you are. And in fact, you are so good, so important, so valuable, that you deserve the effort that it requires to care for yourself properly. You deserve good, wholesome food. You deserve to take time to move your body, to spend time in nature to get adequate sleep, to cook for yourself, to learn to soothe internally and not externally with food. If you believe deeply that you matter, you will take the time to do these things for yourself. And when you slip up, because you will, we all do, you will meet yourself with kindness dust yourself off and get back on the wagon because you know what? You deserve it. You deserve to be accountable as well. So let's reject diet culture together, but let's also reject that notion that trying or wanting to do something for yourself, for your mind and for your body by losing weight is shameful. And remember that overweight or not, resolving to doing the things that serve us mind and body is our birthright. I want to sit there for a minute and just think about that. It is your birthright to do what is right for your mind and for your body. And that's all for this week. If you love this message, please head over to Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you're listening to this podcast and rate us. When you do, you show me some love, and you help make this podcast and this message more visible to others. Also, I want to encourage you to go to my website at dradrieneudine.com, where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter and send me a personal message. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week, and see you again next week on Health Bite.